you guys. Welcome to Blooming, a podcast hosted by me, Chloe, and inspired by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm super excited. This is technically our first official episode, so welcome. If you're joining us again, welcome back. Welcome home, you guys. Welcome home. And if this is your first time joining us, I'm so glad and excited that you could join us on our podcast. Now, the reason why I say our podcast is, of course, to give a shout out Jesus Christ, and also to acknowledge my good friend, Sister T, who is behind the scenes giving us the visual vibes, okay? So I'm super excited that you're joining us on our first official episode. And yeah, in the last episode, I was just um, letting you guys know what the podcast is about and what our aims are and what we're trying to achieve. So I guess a good place to start is for you guys to get to know me a little better. Who is Chloe? Where has she been? What has she done? And I know that, I don't know, I've never told my testimony to anybody. I guess I've told a few people, but I've never done it on such a platform. So yeah, here we go. Um, I grew up in a typical Zambian household. My mom was a Sunday school teacher. um, So we would go to uh, church every Sunday. My dad never really joined us for church. But when my mom was working outside the country, he was always making sure that I went to church. He would wake me up in the morning, get me dressed, take me to church. And my godmother who lived down the street from us would bring me back home in the afternoon. So I'm Anglican and the church I went to, it was one of those churches where you go to church at eight and you're literally living at 15 hours, but it was such a vibe. I feel like I enjoyed church as a child. I really liked Sunday school. I liked hanging out with my friends and every Sunday I would wear this, just these amazing dresses. And if you know me, I really love to dress up. So I always enjoyed getting dressed up for church And Sundays were great because we would come back from church. I would take a nap and my mom would whip it up in the kitchen and would always just have this fantastic Sunday afternoon meal. So I think that was what I really liked about Sunday and going to church, just family time and Sunday school. And I was baptized in 2002. I don't remember much from the day except that I got to wear this beautiful white dress and everybody was making a fuss over me. And I was like, yes, I deserve all the attention. I don't feel like I really understood what being baptized meant, but I knew like when you go to church, you get baptized, then you get confirmed. So I just went with the flow. And if people are going to buy me gifts and if I go to work, wear a cute dress then there was no drama with me I really enjoyed it so I um I guess my relationship with the Lord really took off when I went to secondary school when I was in grade nine I think I was essentially just getting closer to God because I really wanted to pass my exams I wasn't (laughs) I wasn't thinking like oh I need to foster a relationship for me it was like lord help me pass my exams let me do this let me do that but i actually ended up being on fire for him because i started having really bad dreams when i was in grade nine like really terrible night terrors i have very very vivid dreams and i was literally having nightmares every night so i told a good friend of mine who was a day scholar i was like dude i'm having really bad dreams it's hard for me to sleep at night and she 
told her mom about it and her mom was gracious enough to come to school and she actually taught me how to pray I guess warfare kind of prayers like you know binding up things casting them into the lake of fire locking them with the key of condemnation I really didn't know what any of that meant but I was like okay if it's gonna stop the bad dreams let me do that so I started praying very consistently like I wasn't only praying for my exams now I was also praying for like people to be locked up with the key of condemnation. And there was a time that I was praying in a grade 12 girl's room and I was like just fervently praying. And I remember the room started to shake. There was a bright light in the room. And I, I can't really think of what I was thinking at that moment, but I just kept praying. I was just like, you know what, if this is what prayer is and if this is gonna stop the bad dreams, let's keep at it. And I remember around the same time I had a dream that I basically was with Jesus and we were by like a beautiful waterfall. There were lots of lions around. And the thing about the night terrors and the nightmares that I'd been having is that they really involved um, like a lot of big cats. I'd be like running through a city, um, tigers, lions would be jumping from like roof to roof, chasing me who's running down on the street. So when I had the encounter with Jesus, there were like so many lions around, but they were so tame and they were so chilled. And it was just a beautiful sight. And he was basically just telling me not to worry. He had me and that everything was going to be okay. And even to this day, before I go to bed, every time I'm like, yo, Jesus, remember back in Grenada when we had that little chat in my dream? Can we do that again? So Jesus, still waiting on that. And yeah, I feel like that's when I was really on fire for Jesus in secondary school. But as you know, the story goes, the older you get, the more you start to notice boys. And I eventually started like getting into relationships. I wasn't really doing anything bad per se, but the boys were really distracting me. I would only pray when I had to, like maybe before eating or when um, an exam was coming up, you know, being in grade 12 and those types of things. But I definitely didn't have that same fire and passion that I did in grade nine. And when I got to university, it was like, it was done. Like there was no Jesus in my life. I would probably just pray out of duty and like habit as opposed to praying because I want a relationship. Because even when I had a relationship with him, I didn't recognize it as a relationship. So when I got to uni, I went to school in South Africa. I would rarely go to church. I feel like I would go to church maybe like once every two months. And it would be at like one of those mega churches. And they used to have like praise and worship before. And I used to take praise and worship time as an opportunity for you to get to church a little bit late. Because by the time you're getting there, the sermon hasn't started. So I never even used to appreciate just praising and worshiping. Um, when I got to uni, I also just started doing regular uni kid things. I started hitting the Mary Jane. I started um, experimenting with different things. I remember I, the first relationship I was in at university actually was with a girl. I dated a girl for eight months. And I think what actually led me to that point was, you remember that song, the Katy Perry, I kissed a girl and I liked it. I was literally like, okay, Katy was maybe speaking some sense. So let me see if what Katy was saying was legit. And I also wanted to see if girls and guys were the same. Could I make a girl 
like me the same way that a guy did. And also, I feel like I was also very frustrated because a lot of the guys I did like at the time didn't want to be with me because I was like still a virgin. So they were always like, I don't know if they didn't want that responsibility or if they just didn't want to date a virgin girl. But a lot of the guys I liked didn't like me back. And I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. You can, you can chill over there. I'm going to date a girl for some time. But then even in that relationship, I remember like, I feel like that was a very stressful point in my life because growing up in a Christian household, every time I would be with her, I'd be like, you're going to hell. Like it would always be at the back of my mind, like, girl, this is a sin. You're going to die. You're going to go to hell. You're going to be condemned for this. So I was never really at peace in the relationship, but I guess I kept it going but it was just like a time where it was just a lot like that would always be at the back of my mind so that relationship ended because I cheated on her with a boy and I officially did the do and I remember because my virginity was such a burden to me I didn't even give it to someone I threw it I said there you go there's my virginity you can have it because I felt like it was holding me back. So even the guy that I lost my virginity to wasn't even necessarily a guy that I liked or loved. He was just there for convenience sake. And if you're listening to this, you are a lovely guy. It was me. I was the drama. I was the problem. Like there was nothing wrong with him. It was just me who was wanting to get rid of that weight of being a virgin. So after that, I entered into my first serious relationship where we were actively doing the do. We were like, we went full on uni couple, you know, where you're cohabiting. He moved into my room. He was actually renting out his room. And if my mom is listening to this, which she probably is, I'm so sorry. Let's not be shook by this. But yeah, I was cohabiting with him. We were just having a good old time. And it was one of those relationships where you're like really really in love like you can't even tell if it's bad or if it's toxic for you which it was because he was actually cheating on me and I remember like a good friend of mine came to tell me like girl this guy is cheating on you and I was like girl no he's not I asked him and he said he's not but you know people literally lie straight to your face so he actually broke up with me oh wait before the breakup and all that stuff we were cohabiting like I said and we were just you know, engaging in the do. I didn't have uh, much knowledge on using like uh, contraception or those types of things. So unfortunately, I did fall pregnant. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. We were going to get an abortion. We went to the abortion place and we were like, yo, we're trying to get an abortion. But I don't know if we can say by the grace of God or unfortunately, I had started bleeding already by that time. And when we got there, they said that they can't help someone who's bleeding because it most likely means that you've already taken something. So I ended up having a miscarriage. And this is all before I even found out he was cheating on me. Then the guy goes to cheat on me. So I was like, dude, (laughs) were you not in the relationship with me? Did you not experience what I experienced? And I remember even the time between being pregnant and having the miscarriage, I was so stressed out. I was like, I lost weight. If you want to lose weight, just get stressed. Like genuine, pure stress will probably make you lose weight. So I lost a lot of weight. I remember going home that like mid-semester break and my mom was telling me like, oh, I just feel like there's this distance between us. I said, well, I would love to tell you what's going on, but I really can't. So yeah, I had the miscarriage, found out he was cheating on me. And that's when I really just... um 
became a savage. I was like, you know what? This love thing, it's not for me. It hasn't served me. It has done nothing for me. And I actively started using people, manipulating people, um, using people for gratification and those kind of vibes. And I was also still hitting the Mary Jane, like throughout my uni life, me and Mary Jane, we were like locked in. I honestly don't even know how I got through school because half the time, not even half the time, a lot of the time I was in the clouds. So yeah. Oh, Mary Jane. What is Mary Jane? Sister T is asking what Mary Jane is. So Mary Jane is the the herbs, the green plant, the 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 devil's lettuce, the the that thing. I don't want to say the word because we might be flagged on social media, I guess, for saying certain words. But yeah, Mary Jane is the good old greens, the greens, the roll it up, smoke it up, split it up. Yeah, Mary Jane. So yeah, I feel like I was in this perpetual state of being a savage, using people's bodies to get satisfaction. And when I left school, I guess I continued along this path. And then around a couple of months after I left school, I got confirmed. And this was when I like got a taste of what it was like to get back to the Lord. I remember leading up to my confirmation, I started having dreams again because I noticed that the Mary Jane actually used to suppress my dreams. And the closer I got to my confirmation, the more dreams I started having. I had a dream where a lady was literally holding my wedding photo in her hands. I couldn't see who I was married to, but it was me in a white dress with my husband. And she was so pissed. Like she was looking at the photo and she did her hand like this. And the guys in front of her just collapsed dead. And she was like, she's mine. There's literally no way this can be happening. I can't be losing her. She's mine. And then I had another dream where there was like this grotesque creature on the ground. It was like kind of bloody, kind of like, just like a creature, just like something I've never seen before. And it was literally shouting like, repent, repent, repent. And I was like, okay, I, I feel like I was not at the point when I was doing my confirmation classes, I was still on the Mary Jane. So I guess I was at that point, you know how the progression is first, you're just in the world. And then you get some Jesus. So you're holding on to Jesus with one hand and then you're holding on to the world with the other. So that was me during my confirmation. So I feel like even though I was still on the Mary Jane, God was giving me dreams to communicate to me. Like you need to come back. You need to repent. You need to, you know, come back to me. But I had, I feel like at that point, I really wasn't ready to let go of the world. So after my confirmation, I actually let go of Jesus. And then I clung onto the world with both my hands and I backslid for the longest time. I was doing the do, yeah, which is fornicating. I was on the Mary Jane. I was basically just living a life that wasn't pleasing to God. Um, until again, the Lord started to tug on my heart again. And he was like, baby girl, you just need to come back to me. And I feel like the thing that actually made me come back was I started having the dreams about the cats again. And I remember back in grade nine, I used to have those dreams. And my friend's mom told me that that meant I was being spiritually attacked. So I had a dream where there were cats in my dreams again. And I said, you know what? This isn't working. I just need to go back 
to Jesus. And it wasn't like I just woke up one day and decided, yes, I'm back with Jesus. This is it. It actually was quite progressive. I remember I went through um, what I like to call the educational phase of Chloe. It was just a season in my life where God was just letting me know how certain things were affecting my life, how certain things were bad for me. And I, yeah, I just began to learn about different things. And it came to a point where the Lord was educating me on music, on astrology, on the things that I watch. And then I started seeking the things of God more and more. I would start watching sermons. I started listening to podcasts. I started reading books, um, Christian books and stuff like that. And it just got to a point where I was on a fence and the fence was chafing me, okay? The fence was hurting my butt. It wasn't uncomfortable. I was back at the point where I had Jesus in one hand and the world in the other hand. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? But something just told me that I was tired. I was tired of living life the way I'd always lived life because I'd been doing the same things over and over again, entering the same kinds of relationships over and over again. And I wasn't really getting any satisfaction out of life. If anything, I was drained. I was exhausted. I was feeling worthless. I was just not in a good place. And I decided that, you know, if I try it with Jesus, will it be any better? I said, I actually said, like, I would jump up the fence and I will go to Jesus. But if it's not rocking with Jesus, I'm going to climb on the fence and either stay on the fence or jump off into the world. So I jumped off the fence and you know how people say, Jesus, take the wheel. I wasn't just like, Jesus, take the wheel. I was holding onto the wheel and I said, Jesus, you can put one hand on the wheel. Let's see how that feels. I'm going to take one hand off. You can put a hand on the wheel until eventually I just let go of the wheel and I let him take control. And now when I'm going through something, I'm like, Jesus, we got to go. You're driving. So I'm just a pretty passenger princess rolling around with my Jesus. And it literally is the best life, really. So like I mentioned, I always used to have um, really vivid dreams. And it's only when I stopped the Mary Jane that I realized that the Lord actually communicates to me primarily through dreams. So I feel like the enemy maybe had an inkling of this because the minute I stopped the Mary Jane, I started to dream again, you guys. And the dreams that I have, God has been communicating to me in my dreams. He tells me about myself. He tells me about people. He whispers things to my soul. Even the name of this podcast, the Lord told me and confirmed it through a dream. I started to fast as well. I was actually quite delusional because I believed, because I used to have like tummy issues. And um, if I went even a couple of hours without eating, I would like my stomach would start to eat itself. And I was like, I can't fast. Fasting isn't for me because if I fast, I'm basically just going to have no stomach, which is a lie of the enemy because I fast. I fast regularly now. I fast um, once a week and I even sometimes do three day fasts. And my stomach has never been better ever since I started fasting. I've never had a tummy issue. It's like the Lord was like, OK, girl, since you trusted me with your tummy, I'm going to take away those problems. And fasting has been great. I also did um, a 40-day Chloe fast, which was just getting rid of stuff that my flesh really loved. And that's actually when the Lord gave me the confirmation for the podcast. So fasting was amazing. I also started praying, praying for myself, praying for others. I feel like praying for other people is literally one of the most 
satisfying or fulfilling things that you can do because you're just loving someone in such an intimate way. So yeah, this is where I am now in my journey with Christ. I am just living my best life with him. We are locked in together. He's my bestie. And I'm so excited that he took me from a place of being a fornicator, considering abortions, being addicted to Mary Jane, amongst other things. There are more shocking testimonies to come. Even Sister T doesn't know what I'm going to drop on y'all. And she, she's going to be shook. My mama going to be shook. But the Lord told me that it is my responsibility to basically air out my dirty laundry. And I remember having a back and forth with him like, but Lord, it's my dirty laundry. And he's like, no, it's not because I personally hand washed it and it's clean and white as snow. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this for you. So yeah, that was my testimony you guys obviously we're gonna go in more depth into the different aspects and things you can look forward to hearing on the podcast about how god freed me from um my addiction to mary jane my addiction to corn corn don't want to say the word but pornography um masturbation we're also going to dive into and talk about christian entertainment fasting abortion unforgiveness and what it does to you amongst other topics so yeah that was my testimony we'll be having episodes twice a month so be sure to follow us on our different pages youtube instagram tiktok and as well and where you can find a podcast and yeah Follow our pages so you can just have some great Jesus content. Um, our pages are blooming with Chloe. So yes, that was our first official episode. I hope my testimony inspired you. I hope that it's shown you that no matter how far gone you are or what you are a slave to, Jesus Christ came to set us free. Okay? So yeah, we've come to the end of our first official episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that it inspired you in one way or another. And remember to bloom in Jesus Christ wherever you are planted. See you next time. Hope to see you next time.